today's the first day of our outreach. We finally made it down here to Orlando. It's a pretty good trip. Got some nice sleep. Uh, it's pretty restless back and forth. Uh, but other than that, you know, God has delivered. This is our first day. We're down here. Uh, whole team is together. Very blessed to have each individual that's in my life right now leaning in together to come down here and just be able to see uh, God change lives in the most amazing way. I'm outside right now, so you're probably going to get a lot of background noise. On the way down here, God was showing me. He said some of my, my most prized possessions are under lock and key. And I notice that most of us, we tend to uh, put prized possessions under lock and key. We tend to put them in safes and things of that nature. And God was showing me, he said, some of my most prized possessions are under lock and key. Now, I want to go ahead and say that God doesn't show favoritism, but there's something in Scripture, and I'm paraphrasing, that leads us to tell us that those that are in prison, right, we should look after those that are in prison as if we were in there with them. So when you see that, I just want to notice, uh, I just want you to notice that some of these people that are under lock and key that society Society has rejected and shun away. We we continue to tell them, uh, in a sense, that uh, we don't need them to be a part of society. They've ruined families. They they we've given them second, third, fourth, fifth chance. Uh, you know, and time after time, they continue to seem to fail. Uh, and 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 eventually, the the human condition, the carnal mind, tends to push people away. And so you start seeing the same people end up back in jail, back in jail, back in jail. They they continue to have these. Uh, you know, uh, this mindset to where they become callous, that they become uh, removed from society in such a way that they don't know how to come back and participate with it. Jobs due to their, um, you know, uh, due to maybe having a felony or a certain record uh, shun people away. So it makes them it makes them very hard to fit back in society. And God was telling me some of his most uh, uh, prized possessions are sitting there under lock and key. They've been rejected by the world. They've been uh, persecuted in such a way that the world rejects them. And I'm just telling you today that we should go and we should remember those that are in prison that that if they've wronged us in some sort of way you know the, the whole Christian walk is literally uh, being representatives of love through action and in truth it's faith expressing itself through love is the only thing that counts the completion of the law is loving one another as we love ourselves so it's up to us to be able to step into the gap, be able to go and talk to these people. Uh, some of us as leaders, um, we, we haven't even looked into Scripture uh, for us to be able to go. Um, or maybe we've read it in Scripture, but we haven't put it into play that we would actually uh, you know, go and do prison, uh, prison ministry to be able to walk out and, 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 and go and see these people's lives change. It's time for us to really lean in in a different way. So if you've got family members that are in prison and you proclaimed... Uh, that you're a follower of Christ, you need to be looking after these people. You need to be going and putting money on the books. You need to be writing encouraging letters. You need to not reject them, rebuke them, and refute them. And I know every situation is different, but I'm telling you, we're called to forgive the way that Christ forgave us. So it's up to us to be able to step into the gap. It's up to us to be able to go out there and be that living representation of love that we've been called to be. It's up to us to be those ambassadors. So I'm telling you, uh, if, if, you're, if you're running some sort of ministry that's not engaged and and this is me myself uh, as well, you know, speaking to myself. It's time that we engage in prison ministry. It's time that we start writing letters. It's time that you start putting money on the books. Uh, it's time that we just continue uh, to walk this thing out through action and in truth. So like I said, some, some, you know, what God put on my heart is some of his most prized possessions 
are under lock and key. And, and if there's for some reason you don't believe that, think about this. In the carnal mind, right, Paul, at the time of writing two-thirds of the New Testament, or what we consider now the New Testaments, uh, or New Testament, is it was originally letters uh, to various churches and things of that nature, um, he was writing it while he was in chains. The majority of the time he was in prison. There was, there was most, uh, in most cases, he was under some type of extreme persecution, whether they were throwing him off a cliff, hitting him with rocks, beating him, uh, you know, uh, 39 lashes plus a few, you know, uh, whatever the case may be. There were several instances that, that the gospel that you're reading Right now, the gospel that sets you free from the bondage uh, of sin and death, that gospel, for the most part, outside of the synoptic gospels, the book of John and, and Acts and things of that nature, but the stuff that Paul really put his hands on more than likely was in some form or fashion uh, written in or out of prison. Um, you know, and even when he was outside of prison, it was recent. So this guy, this guy was in prison in most cases. So in the carnal mind, if you weren't in the Christian faith, you might have been looking at this guy like he was crazy. You might have you might have thought that this guy was psychotic. You might have wrote him off, rebuked him, and refuted him. But the fact of the matter is, is the very gospel that sets you free. One, the the man that was set on fire by the Holy Spirit by Christ to go and spread the good news uh, to the Gentiles, and that's probably the majority of the people that are listening to this message today were considered Gentiles. Uh, it's because Paul, you know, stepped out of the carnal mind, started walking in the spiritual mind, and was able to uh, deliver. The these letters that have been handed down generation after generation a couple of thousand years later and we're set free from the yoke of oppression the, the bondage of sin and death all because of a man choosing to follow Christ and being in chains and half the time if not more uh, was locked up while he was writing the gospel I think that that's amazing so just just imagine the impact and the power that some of these men have if they were given the gospel if, if they were able to have their eyes open you know they they don't have much time to do anything else when they're behind bars. So imagine how on fire for the gospel they could be. Imagine how on fire they could be to set these other brothers and sisters free that are behind bars to show them the way, the truth, and the life and show them that Christ sacrifices the atonement for all sins to set those prisons on fire through ministry. And so if you haven't looked at it like that before, I'd encourage you to do it today. I love each and every one of you. I'll keep the message short today. Uh, keep us in your prayers as we're out here. Uh, it's a new place to me. I know it's not far from home, but uh, it's definitely outside out of our comfort zone. We're leaning in. Uh, we, we, we definitely want to see miracle signs and wonders. We want to see Christ just set everybody on fire down here that we come in contact with. So we just want to uh, thank you for tuning in uh, and, and tell you guys that we love you. So you guys have a great day.